The date is July 12th, and our scripture for this date is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, where the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of God the Holy Spirit, writes, Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In his entry for this date and commenting on this scripture, Pastor Chambers speaks of the rehabilitation of the human race that takes place through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, far be it from me to correct Pastor Chambers, but I don't think it's an entirely appropriate use of the term, the term rehabilitation, that is. To rehabilitate someone implies a process that returns them to a track on which they once were, but for some reason, left. In truth, that's not what happens when a man or a woman comes to faith in Christ. Prior to my coming to faith in the Lord Jesus, I was on the only track I'd ever known. I was born with a bent to pursue what I wanted when I wanted it. And in the first 18 years of my life, I never once deviated from that path. I was performing exactly the way I was born to perform, conforming to the standard of our original prototype, Adam. I didn't need to be rehabbed. I needed to be recreated. And that's the truth of the gospel. The gospel does not make me better. It makes me new. I was, in fact, dead in my trespasses and sins. What I needed was regeneration. I needed to be made alive, not simply rehabilitated. Now, it may seem a mincing of words, but I think that making this distinction is important. If not stressed, there's the danger that we might miss the significance of that which God Himself was saying in the sending of His Son. In 1 Corinthians 15.45, the Apostle Paul refers to the Lord Jesus as the last Adam, which requires an understanding of that which the first Adam represented. In Genesis 1.26, we read that the triune God in looking at his creation up until that point in time, painfully acknowledged that there was not yet anything that resembled him, his attributes, his personality, or his character. So he created man, Adam, to be the physical representation of the invisible God. It was, of course, a very short-lived representation, for in Adam's fall, the image died and the light of the divine was extinguished. Extinguished, that is, until the incarnation and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's only Son, and the image was restored. For the first time since the moment before Adam's plunge into the rebellion of sin, God had a visible, tangible representation of all that He is. And in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, man received the means whereby the image of God might be restored. And when a man, woman, boy, or girl yields him or herself to the claims of Christ, the world is able to see humankind as it was originally designed to be. It's actually the starting point of a process that theologians refer to as sanctification. But practically speaking, the goal is the very same thing that Paul refers to in the verse before us. Growing into the stature and the fullness of Christ, which is, of course, the very ambition and goal of the gospel.